Well, look at us. Um, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm blessed to uh, have Anita all the way from Coachella um, <laughs> taking a break from her festivities to talk to me. How is it so far? Any good music on? What's your favourite band you've seen so far? Um, whatever's coming <laughs> out of my laptop. <laughs> a lot of good ones out here, but yeah, a lot of quarantines going down in isolation. So, for this one, it's perfect. Uh, it's a perfect uh, scenario because, well, everybody's in isolation and they're taking their time to fix their house up. So uh, we find uh, Anita actually in her car. What brings you to your car? <laughs> what brings me to my car? Do you mean in <laughs> in comparison to where I should be, or my neighbours yep. themselves? <laughs> neighbours, neighbours. My neighbours. Uh, my neighbours are doing renovations, of which they don't have any consideration for any time of the day whatsoever or holidays or anything could start at 5am could finish at 10 you don't know um but then they randomly pop up and then leave and then pop up and do it so yeah i'm in my car now just because i can't record in the studio or have my proper microphone set up because it's been hectic all morning so not worth the risk of interruption no, it's it's affecting it's affecting um, you know every, everyday life. Everybody's doing things on Zoom now and um, interviewing everybody on laptops, which is interesting. But here we are yeah. in the car, <laughs> so it's even more unique. But um, so tell me, to tell me your story. Tell me, tell me what you do. What's your what's your business? What is my business? I have a business called Awake Tours, of which it takes people on group tours to music festivals and events around the world. Uh, so we pick a major festival or an event and then we plan a week around it. Example, big one, EDC in Vegas. We pick the festival and then have a whole week leading up to it, inclusive of pool parties, nightclubs, penthouses, and just extra, extra large party experiences that people won't be able to experience for themselves. Um, the groups are between smallest probably 12 or 16 and the largest which we break into two probably about 75 and everyone is all over the place age but probably between 18 and 35. So it's like a Kentucky tour but for festivals? Correct yes that is the <laughs> easiest way to explain this yeah. And uh, and uh, is there a business like this or um, anywhere else in Australia or? There are Oh, there was one, I know she isn't doing it anymore, and there is another one over in Queensland. We do have different, um, I guess, marketing personas. Theirs is a bit older and a bit more house and chill, and then ours is just VIP party and more just like intense, intense, intense shit show. Um, nice. Yeah, and more heavier nice. music, I would say. And uh, how many seasons have you done so far? <clears throat> I'm 27. I first started traveling when I was 19. So that's a total of eight years of which touring was uh, with the wake tours for the business would is seven years. It would have been eight this year. So we've had to call off everything this year, which I'm sure we'll go into, but yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll talk, let's talk about um, everything leading up to this current tour that was obviously canceled. Um, mm -hmm. Pre November, how many people did you have booked for this season? Approximately 320. 
amazing amazing and that's and that's a that's like a great effort in terms of business growth because i remember you were talking about um the um, turnover potential turnover and how COVID hit but um when during about november december did you get any wind of this at all or were you just saying how, how did you approach it not at all to be honest it was kind of there was speak of it here and there the first time i kind of heard about it as a thing was on australia day so january 26th end of january of which my first tour and leaving was in march so it wasn't a thing there it wasn't whatever it was kind of it's in china it's irrelevant to us it's not going to affect us it'll blow over in a couple weeks and then i would just see memes about it or people laughing about it or it, it just it just wasn't a thing to affect us at all nor was it a worry in my mind at all even up until i left on the 5th of march someone asked me on the 3rd of march if i was to worry about it and i said not at all and at that point in time it was still completely in china a couple of cases in europe a couple of usa but if anything maybe ignorant but not really it just escalated so quickly yeah i think a lot of people were in the same boat but you specifically what influenced your kind of relaxed attitude towards it just because everyone was reassuring me, everyone who we work with was reassuring me and there was no, I don't know, it just wasn't a massive issue. It was kind of like in China and just a huge thing there and a couple of cases, but what you were hearing was it's just the flu, it's just in China, blah, blah, blah. And we had never seen, or I had never seen in my lifetime, anything that had one, like grown so quickly so to me, it was like, it's in China now. My tour is in two weeks. I just have to get to, it was Belgium and Mexico, get there in the next three weeks, complete both those tours. There's no way it's going to come from China and be absolutely massive that they're going to have to close Mexico. It's just not a thing. It's in China. Everyone I'm speaking to in Mexico and in Belgium are completely fine with it. They're reassuring me 100% everything's going ahead. In Mexico, I know we'll go into that anyway, but up until the day I cancelled it, I was still getting like backlash, I guess, from the people we work with in Mexico, just like, why are you choosing to cancel? This is blowing out of proportion. It's not a thing here, of which four days later, their whole entire like town was shut down. So <laughs> yeah, I was just being reassured from everything. And I guess I was just p playing positive for everyone as well. And I also don't really watch the news that much. So I guess I was semi-ignorant in that way on purpose because you don't know what's true or not. <laughs> Yeah, I, I honestly don't watch the news that much either because it's all negative. But um, yeah, uh, what 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 point in in March did you think? Oh, oh crap! <laughs> um, it was on. So the first tour, it wasn't even oh crap at that point in time. So I left on the fifth of March, of which our first tour was Rampage Belgium, and that started on the tenth of March. Up until the 9th of March, on that day, the festival was still 100% going ahead. It was still all good, or the marketing was still going out, and we were meeting people that next morning. That afternoon at 4 p.m., they met with each other, and then the Belgium government decided that he's not letting any gatherings over 500 people to go ahead, of which Rampage was 15,500. But he was just advising that it wasn't a thing. And so the festival was still uploading. Like, oh, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. So I was meeting the group at 1 p.m. And the festival announced it at, I think it was 10.30 in the morning that they're not going ahead. 
So I was like, oh, shit. So that, that then was kind of just like, oh, wow, this is kind of real. But even from the, sorry, if that noise outside, but whatever. Um, even from the point of the festival themselves and the people who lived in Belgium at that point in time on March the 10th, um, they were still saying, oh, this is just something we kind of have to do from a media point of view and it's not really that bad and we're actually not worried about it and no one really cares about it here. We just have to do it to not look negligent. Everyone was saying that. And then the shops were closing and then even then they were like, oh, this is so blown out of proportion. So I guess, yeah, it wasn't really until... But that obviously sucked. We had people, we dealt with that accordingly, but we were still all in like high spirits and we're like, oh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that was March the 10th. And then, so I went to Mexico to start the Cancun Spring Break Tour. And was it with the was same still, group? Like, did, what, what happened to that group? Um, so they, we did, <laughs> we tried to do the tour and then the borders started closing. So we had the music festival so we're in amsterdam we had our night out in amsterdam was all good everything was alive and everything so then we decided to go to antwerp and just pretend i guess we're doing the tour anyway but without the festival and so we'd go out um to nightclubs and that around because they were still putting on events so we took the bus to antwerp which was a couple hours and then when we were there we're like oh we'll go out and then it was that night that they started like shutting down the town um, like all the side parties were closed and everyone was still at that point, just like, this is so weird. It makes no sense. It still wasn't even a big issue to anyone, but they were just actually just like shutting the bars. And then that night I got a message from the owners of the festival at 12.30 saying, get out now. We are going into lockdown. <laughs> like, don't come here. And then I was like, we're already here. So we decided to stop our days in Antwerp, go back to Amsterdam, which was open. And then we all just got an Airbnb together because Amsterdam was still open and we kind of just continued then. So I was very fortunate. It was a smaller group and everyone was so understanding and awesome to the point I could kind of just freestyle it like a group of friends. I can imagine if I had difficult people with me or if they wanted to be rude, they definitely can. Um, yeah, they, that was one of my questions. Um, if you were having, if you had any backlash from your um, clients um, for this for not cancelling it and you know uh, what did you how did you deal with um, in terms of refunds were there any specific refunds given or partial refunds because concerts were cancelled or did they get a refund from the concert people themselves yeah so it's all semi-hectic because one nothing's ever been seen like this before and two yeah. everyone was kind of making it up by as it like came so i was just like as it came, I was like, oh my God, freaking out. And then I just went in line with, for some of them and then some different depending, but I'll go into that. But um, most, well, every tour company, all they're doing is giving credit. So no one's giving back refunds in terms of money at all to anyone, no matter where they were. And they're just saying, you can get a credit. If they were traveling partial, if they're going to travel full credit for any time in the next year or two. So that's what they're doing. So I, for the ones that we were there, so for Cancun and Rampage, where we were physically there already, um, they've got a full credit to use within the next two, three years to whatever they want, which I know semi for them, it like sucks, but it's in line with everything. And also I lost all that money and everything for the stuff when we were in 
rampage and we were in I mean in Brussels and we were in Cancun because it wasn't a big enough deal for say Cancun they're like well you're cancelling it so it's a cancellation so it's a massive fight for me to be like no we literally like it's unsafe for us to be here this is why I'm cancelling it and they're like we don't care it's not unsafe it's fine so this is you just deciding to quit this like 10 days out and stuff so for them they got credits and then for all the tours the ones going forward um it was kind of case by case but if the festival had proposed a new date which a lot of the festivals had um they're able to move across to the new date or they can um take this take their spot so move across say edc they can either come across to the new date or if they can't make the new date they can get a new they can get a credit or they can get a refund of everything besides the deposit which is 400 but then for the ones where the festival has completely cancelled, they can get a 100% refund or they can get a 100% credit for anything in the future. I have just confused you, but... <laughs> no, I get it. How, how, yeah. um, how has this affected you? Um, obviously, it's going to be colossal, but from your own kind of business, what, what, what do you turn to for now? What happens now? Oh, well, it is hectic, isn't it? For, like, business money coming in, like, it's taken... I'd say more than $400,000 of the business's uh, money. It's been hectic. Luckily, I don't, like, I don't, I pay myself like $400 a week. Yeah, I don't pay myself at all much, but I don't even think I can do that at the moment. Um, so I guess what has it done? I, it sucks from money and it sucks that people won't get to do their holidays. But what can I do in a sense I can't just sit in my room and cry for a year and people are like oh you're gonna like give up the business and it's like why I've been doing this for eight years it's been a struggle like I'm used to being broke this is supposed to be I guess like the glory year of it all so I'm just going forth with content and just kind of taking the year to restructure everything in the business and for me and to make the business like solid foundations in every way like I have been traveling started when I was 19 so I've been on the road for eight years I haven't actually had a year anywhere in my life so I'm kind of taking this to restructure away to his marketing make it more solidified so in the future when we do have more money coming in I can step back from being the tour guide and I have like proper protocols manuals and everything um and yeah just kind of keeping the content going we have enough content to keep going so changing it to interview people who've done tours before spotlighting like artists djs places we've been and just kind of like keeping the community there which at first i was like oh it's going to be such a struggle and it's just going to be like throwbacks every day but it's actually been okay like people because there's so much just shit on the internet and sorry um like doom and everything and corona and everything's like ah people have been like oh thank you for going like forth and just like posting positive stuff so in a way I thought, and it could be, people were scared to travel and no one has money, but in a way it's semi, just like building a ridiculous amount of hype for when we actually can leave. Um, so yeah, yeah, in short, just mass producing of content this year and kind of like changing it up and getting a bit more professional about everything I do. I, I, thought, I thought you would be on that bandwagon, which is good. I'm on the similar bandwagon. I, um, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's interesting to see because like, you know, you're, you're hectic all the time. Like you said, you've been traveling for a, a while now and then having that kind of forced year off, even though it's yeah. unprecedented, you know, just like, yeah, time to actually reevaluate. No bookings are coming in. 
let's see how yeah. I can improve instead of like, I mean, for me, I probably get maybe a couple of weeks or a month window in total across the whole year to actually do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And now no it's excuse. like, okay, no excuse. So like, honestly, the people that are in their industry right now, whatever they're doing, the Cowboys will be weeded out um, yeah. very harshly in the next year if they don't produce that content because all the people that are actually into it, um, like for me, my photography is very important. If I'm not yeah. putting out content, when everything starts up again, whoever put their hand up the highest will win. And that's that yeah. con con content producing. So let's go back to your trip. What happened yeah. after Europe? So, yeah, so after Europe, so we're all in the Airbnb. Everyone was, it's still, even though the borders are shutting, it was still like, we were like, oh, what is going on? This is so out of proportion. Everyone, whatever. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get to Mexico to do the Cancun spring break tour. Still, in our mind, it was all good. Cancun, I arrived there. It was 100% open. I mean, clubs had thousands of people. There are still people in the pool. There are pool parties. At this point in time, Perth had changed to a five-person rule. So that's when that happened. But what then I was, was there and it was, it was kind of, well, I got there on, I think I got there on the 15th, 16th of March, of which two I was supposed to start on the 20th. So I was there and the day I got there, yeah, I'd kind of on my plane missed all of that, but it was this massive thing, Australia, five person lockdown. I get to the resort and there's just, yeah, people just like going off, still drinking competitions, phone parties, like thousands of people all from america where their country is like going into lockdown and i'm like no one cares at all here in mexico and then that's kind of like when i started thinking i guess from a business point of view i should take this a bit more seriously even if i'm ignorant to it or i'm positive about it what it's going to look like from a business point of view if i do go ahead with this so Mexico itself, as I was saying, I was speaking to everyone, the boat companies, the like the yachts, the nightclubs, the tables, they were like, oh, it's completely fine. And I was speaking to the hotel people and they were saying it's just blown out of proportion and it's not going to affect us here and Mexico's fine. And they had only had one person confirmed Corona and it was all good. All the events were still going ahead, but it just like, it felt weird. And I was like, no, nah, like this is, this is not good. So at that point in time was, yeah, the first time I'd got, a email of backlash from someone just basically saying it'd be irresponsible and all this stuff to go ahead and do it um of which i was kind of thinking the same on that day i didn't want to make a call because a couple people had already gotten to mexico and i didn't want them to get there and have no accommodation or anything and then a few people were still at home the tour group was 45 people the one in europe was only nine but this was 45 so i was screwing a lot of people's lives and then it was that night and I was like, oh, I need to make this call. Even though I can do the tour, I know it is like it's irresponsible to do so. And it would look shit if I'm that careless and something was to happen. But then it was that night where, or that morning, I'm not sure, like Canada closed their borders. So they, within like a few hours, literally just were like, no, nah, we're not having any flights in or out. So to get out of Mexico, to go back to Australia, you either have to go there are some direct flights to Europe, but it's either USA or Canada. 
And so Canada had just closed their borders. And that's when I was just, uh, oh, shit, I never even thought of borders closing. <laughs> I never even thought of this as a potential thing. Like the coronavirus was one thing, but the fact that you can't travel is just a whole new ball game that like I'm not willing to screw with. And then there was like a report that came out that day saying that Mexico may want to close their borders to USA because USA have so many cases that Mexico don't want to let them in. So then I was like, oh no, there is a potential that I could literally have a group of people here and them not actually be able to get out. And that's not something I'm willing to screw with. So it was that night that I made the decision. It was like 11 o'clock and I pretty much just wrote it all out. And I was just like, Australia's saying definitely go home. Canada closed its borders. That's your only route out. If you've gone to Europe, which I know a few of you have, you can't actually go through America because America now has a ban on Europe. So you're actually going to be stuck in Mexico. So I, yeah, so I listed everything. It was professional and stuff. And out of all of it, everyone understood. There was probably two people who were like, no, no, we're still coming. Like we're still, and I'm like, no. And then at that point I was like, oh, you guys can still come for the week. And like, you can still use your room if you really need. And then it just got all way too serious. And then I was like, no, stop being a friend, be a business. If they do get locked in Mexico, you are negligent. It's your duty of care. Like you now know that the borders are probably going to shut. So just tell everyone at their own risk, but go home. And then I did that. So that was three days before tour was supposed to start, which was really sad. <laughs> but um, I'm glad that I did because they did shut the borders. I don't know if it was a hard shut, but they did shut it on the day when we were supposed to finished tour on that Saturday morning was the official date on the 27th of March and all the events that we were supposed to go to were actually called off they just had like either local DJs filling the spot or they just shut the night so it was kind of like a blessing in disguise because I would have had 45 people there pissed off and less of an experience than they could have had but it was brutal <laughs> it was brutal to have people in the country or excited to go but luckily everyone understood because there's nothing you can actually do. There's no one at fault. There's nothing we could have done. Did you have any troubles getting back to Australia? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear it. <laughs> Myself personally, I did because I had been to Europe for uh, Rampage and America had put a complete ban on anyone <clears throat> who's been to Europe within 14 days. So to get out of Mexico, you go USA to LA and Sydney, done to Perth. And so I'd booked a ticket out. It was two and a half thousand dollars. Great. Because I thought I could at least transit through USA, but it turns out I couldn't even transit because there's no such thing as transiting because you have to leave your bags, recheck and technically go through America. No matter what, you can't just transit. So that ticket was to waste of which they canceled anyway. Um, I couldn't get out through Canada because that border had closed. So my only way out was back through Europe. Thank God this was a week before. Um, so the way that I got in through Europe was through Germany. Germany had just shut their borders. So I couldn't go back through that way. So the only other place that I could go to was in through London, which thank God that was open still. So I booked a flight from Cancun to Switzerland, Switzerland to London, of which all of Europe had, like, they had already shut people off. I accidentally in Switzerland went through customs, like, as if I was going to Switzerland. And he's like, you can't come here because you're from Australia. And I was like, what? And I was like, 
he's like, no, you can't. We're not letting like anyone in. So if even if I was to go anywhere else in Europe, I wouldn't have actually been able to. So I went Cancun to Switzerland, Switzerland to London, got a bus to the other airport, slept on the airport floor. And then I went, I normally, that was hectic. At that time, they were also stopping people through Doha and Abu Dhabi. They were making, you can't transit. Um, I literally got it on like two days before. I didn't go direct to Perth. <clears throat> Sorry, I went to Thailand. I couldn't go to Singapore, which I normally would because Singapore put a ban on anyone transiting who wasn't a citizen at all. So I went to Phuket. I had planned because I thought I had, I didn't really want to be in a rush to get home, but I was like, I'll go to Phuket. I've been there. I'll spend a week there and then I'll go back to Perth um, after the week. So I went to Phuket. I got to the airport and I checked in. I like went through and normally there's so many airplanes and there was literally one airplane on the tarmac. <laughs> I was just like, did I make a bad decision coming here? I've never seen this at all. This is so weird. So I got off there. They made you um, download an app. You had to basically say where you were and like update if you were feeling sick in uh, Phuket. Thailand at this point in time were the only people in Asia letting anyone come through. Bali wasn't. Vietnam was shut. Everywhere else around was shut. Um, Singapore was shut. So it was only Phuket. So I went there. Um, I had booked up hotel for a week just to chill and just to go through all the refunds and everything um i was there for two days and then australia put out a notice saying that wa was closing their borders basically and they weren't bringing any flights in so i was in phuket and then i booked a flight of which that was cancelled and so jetstar asia said that they were grounding all their flights until further notice and i got the last flight from phuket to sydney on jetstar asia and then I got back to Perth and yeah, then that Perth this week did the uh, complete shut, but that was the complete shut from Asia back to Australia. So yeah, it was a bit of a mess because I'd been to Europe. I was banned from so many countries because at that time, obviously Italy had just completely gone through the roof and Belgium was risk, a uh, high risk country and Belgium was where I spent most of my time. So that completely screwed me around going anywhere. So what date did you get back to Australia? I got back on the 25th of March. So from for about 15 days, it was just chaos. Yeah, literally. I was supposed to be traveling until November. Wow. <laughs> ten, <laughs> 10 months of travel turned into 15 days of literally going to every continent around the world nearly. Just, just like a round-the-world trip involuntarily. So with your involuntary around the world trip, you said that you mm-hmm. wasted a ticket going, trying to go through LA. Did, um, mm-hmm. did you get a compensation or anything or tough luck? <laughs> I think tough luck for a lot of it. Um, because I, I have a travel agent, the profile through Expedia, which has in the past been good because you can make small commissions and everything's in one place. But, for this, it's been a mess, basically. Um, don't know that much about their company. Not going to sway either way, good or bad. But because I've obviously booked everything through then, all the airlines tell you to contact um, your or Expedia directly. So that flight on my Expedia profile, it's Cancun to LA, LA to Melbourne, Melbourne to Perth. And now it's just updated as a confirmed taken flight from Melbourne to Perth. 
And so they're basically being like, oh, that itinerary, we honoured that part of it. And I'm like, well, how was I supposed to get from Cancun to Melbourne? They cancelled the two flights before, but all my itinerary shows now is that. So Mm. at this point in time, no, I should, or if it was direct through the airline, get a credit, which a lot of them are doing, but it has been hectic. Um, I know Expedia themselves, I have no idea what they're doing, but got an email from them on the 3rd of, was the 3rd or the 10th? I think it was the 10th saying we are getting too many calls we're turning our phones off <laughs> so i hadn't heard from them to since yesterday because those mexico bookings how i had 25 rooms at two thousand five hundred dollars each and they considered me cancelling it as me cancelling it and they weren't going to give me a credit or a refund or nothing and that's about seventy thousand dollars of people's money so i'm currently fighting for that but yeah yesterday was the first time i heard from them and they said give us 30 days to see if we can come up with a resolution so i mean people are scrounging for money and all these cancellations are going to affect them but it's like yeah it's it's something that's never really happened before so but from a business point like moving on uh, oh actually one more thing before we move on what's uh did your um clients get all get home safely and okay yes there were three who had a, a pickle um one guy, he was okay. He said he got out the next day, but he was one of, oh, there was two actually. He was in Argentina and they shut the borders, um, but he did manage to get a flight back. Another guy was in Canada when they made the quick decision, no flights out. He was stuck there for a couple of days, but then he got out. But there are actually two girls. Um, they said around the 10th, but they were in Peru. And Peru did a quick lock and it happened within hours and they were in their hostel and they just got told to go back to their hostel and no one's allowed to leave Peru for 14 days. And then once that was out, they extended it to, I think, the 10th of April. So they're actually in Peru. (laughs) There are two young girls. Yeah, I've spoken to them um, a few times and they're all good. They're best friends. They're in a nice hotel now. They obviously just want to get home. There are like hundreds of Australians also there. Uh, So it's like, there's like a petition on Facebook. They tried to get a charter flight to like get them out. I'm quite sure. I'm not sure what's happening with that. Uh, they're in okay spirits, chilling. But yeah, the quarantine period just kept getting extended. And I don't know if it's got anything to do with it being like a, I guess, a not as wealthy country. But yeah, example, like I was supposed to go to Costa Rica after Mexico. And the warning basically was the economy can't survive coronavirus so the airport might just shut indefinitely so don't go and that's kind of what is a thing that's happening in some of the smaller countries countries. that's fair enough so going out to your business now um you said you're creating content where Mm -hmm. do you see or how do you see the the business kind of uh, for the rest of the year uh in terms of creating some sort of income are you accepting bookings for next year no, I think in the sense of income, I'm I'm yet to think if anything, there may be potential for smaller little parties and events as the numbers, because I don't think they're going to be like, everyone can do everything now. I think it'll be like 50 people, 100 people. So maybe like a 50 person party, blah, blah, blah. But I haven't honestly even thought of that. Um, I'm like everyone and actually for the first time just probably going to ask the government help we've registered because you legally have to prove that you've lost 30 percent of your business which that's very easy to prove um so as for making income at this point i'm just semi 
chilling um, and literally asking for government help. As for taking bookings for next year, I'm not. If I did, it may start around. It normally starts in August. I may push it September, October, but I feel like until I know and until we get more of a feel, it would just be ignorant and I feel like it would just be met with backlash, no sales and just looking like silly, I guess. Because that's another thing. Like I don't, I people want to travel, but then I also don't know like, when I can or even if it will be a decent time to sell in 2021 or if people like I kind of just have to wait and feel and I don't think anything until September or October would be met well if I started yeah because people also are a bit scared now as well and they want to kind of hear about corona I don't know it's just a kind of weird time I've seen company pushing sales now for next year and be like low deposits blah 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 but it's just an awkward time. No one knows yeah. it so much. I'm keeping an eye out for Japan yeah. in January because I love snowboarding. But um, <laughs> yeah. the reality is, you know, um, how long are the actual country borders going to be closed for? And it could be potentially until the end of the year. But one thing I didn't yeah. ask you at the start, and I apologize, is how are you going, like, personally, well-being? <laughs> how, how are you going now? Like, what's, what's your state of mind? I'm okay considering. I think I am. Luckily, I have done a lot of self work, self work leading up to this, and I was in a bad spot last year, and I had to do a lot to get through it. Um, so in that way, it's just kind of like another challenge. It does suck, but what I don't know what sucks about it. People can't travel and money really. And as I said, like money comes and goes, and money is numbers. And even though maybe that's a cop out, but like it is and i'm used to literally being broke it's not like i've ever had lots of money so it just well, we've done this before if any it's like unfair but you can't you, there's no one to be angry at it's no one's fault no one's purposely screwed me over i haven't purposely been negligent um but yeah i, I actually am okay but as i just need my routines every day and there's stuff that i would do like morning grateful practices making sure i'm exercising every day eating well um, and just kind of doing things that I enjoy in home workouts, Pilates stuff, and just kind of staying around the right people or if not watching the right stuff, just to stay in that bubble of positivity or just like, we can do this, like we're, we're going to get blah, blah, blah. Because if not, it could be very easy to get depressed or like spend three of the next five months just sad in your hotel or in your room alone. Not going forward um, at all. Yeah. Yeah. But so. that, yeah, because some people like oh i'm so bored i'm losing my mind i'm like there's so much to do though there's so many things and like yeah. there's little things that like, there's stories to tell there's like little avenues that yeah and i'm like am i just making it up so i have nothing so i have stuff to do but there's not it's kind of a forced great opportunity and if i don't do anything with these 12 months and it's literally a waste of time like i've been handed like this is your time to actually go all out and actually do the business like properly and as you said about like content like and a lot of companies and a couple of the travel companies I've seen have just put out like one notice COVID has ruined our thing, blah, 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 blah. And doom and gloom and aren't posting content and aren't doing anything. And just uh, obviously delving They're in the past. They've lost. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, why are you doing this? Number one, everyone's at home. So if anything, you're going to reach them more. And number two, like, keep it, keep it going, keep the traction, like just keep it up. What are you just disappearing because you're not overseas like there are other avenues that we can like get to so it's yeah it's forced incubation period 
And I don't know, as you said, it kind of is forced just going... reflection period. Yeah. It's, it's I've, making. Um, okay. I've been taking notes. I've been like, like, this is, I'm nerd. I'm hella <laughs> nerd, but um, like I'm making little palm cards of like uh, how to like promote my podcast a bit more efficiently and my wedding yeah. photography stuff and how I can pitch to businesses um, to be able to create content for them. And, and then also, is it actually what I want to be doing? You know, like I've had a massive self-reflection on myself in the past even week as, as like, as uh, close as two days ago, I'm like, what is it that I'm actually obsessed with and doing? And you know, like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, money, I don't really care about money either. Like I, you're talking about your um, bad spot last year. I had probably one of the worst days of my life last year, late last year. And that kind of, that kind of gave me that perspective. Um, and all this right now has got nothing, nothing compared to that day. And even though it's a pandemic and it's an ongoing, it doesn't, doesn't even come close. Um, literally. But, yeah, literally. And for me, it's like, yeah, just keep going because that's what I was taught. Keep going. And I see all these yeah. businesses too. They're like, Oh, we're going to have to shut ship. And I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, for me, I learned to get out of debt early last year. I got rid of it. And then I went on a pretty bougie holiday to America with um, mm. my um, with my girlfriend. And, and that was good. Um, but it taught me how to be disciplined with money. And yeah. at the start of this year, my first quarter was really good. Like lots of sales, lots of bookings. And then, yeah, probably midway through March, just shut off um but like i pay myself very little as well so when you told you told me you paid yourself 400 bucks a week i'm like preach sister preach um whereas two years ago i would have been like oh all right let's buy something dumb you know yeah literally so so now i'm like i mean i guess you can you can give a shout out to old mate gary for it but i'm um (laughs) i've got that money in the bank like business and but at the same time I, I now myself have to ask the government saying, Hey, can we do something? Can we, can we help? Can we do a, give a bit of help? And the one thing I've noticed about it is apparently Centrelink um, is not really going to give the, the people who have saved money a bit of leeway. I've heard stories where they're like, Oh, you have to spend your savings first and then we'll start no helping you. So it's like, <laughs> it's leveling people out who were smart. So I'm yeah. pretty good. I'm pretty good for the next six months without any income. But at the same time, six months later, I have no savings. If the world goes yeah. back to normal, I'm, uh, I'm the same as old mate down the road who's been living paycheck to paycheck. And I'm just yeah. like, well, I mean, I guess I can just invest it, and keep, which I am doing that time wisely. But for me, yeah. and this is the thing I wanted to ask you, um, for me, it's like, Definitely keep creating that content, keep um, building the business, even just admin and just being more organized and looking back at the last eight years for yourself. For me, it's a a short term, last two years and how to improve. But what's what's your kind of um, philosophy for next year when bookings do start? Is Is it a business that you're still wanting to go forward with? Is it something that you really still want to be doing? Yeah. Um, 
the business for the business as like, cause I've been doing it for eight years of it. Like, so this year I want to get everything in check. I want manuals. I want the finances to be like teed off. Like, because I've created everything. And so a lot of my shit is just Excel spreadsheets and word and just like, you make it up as you go along. You see what, oh, works, what doesn't. And it's like, how, <laughs> People would be like, if they looked at my stuff, like, how have you run a business with this? And no one ever looked at it. And I'm like, yeah, my tax man says that every year. He's just like, oh my God, like, hopefully you never get audited because I can't make sense of your stuff. So to me, it's just like making sure it's at this point in time, if I like died on an airplane, someone else could pick up a manual and run my business for me or my sister or my mum wouldn't be screwed. Because at this point in time, it's like, if I literally died on an airplane, people's money would be in the business and my my family would just be like she tells nothing to no one because it's just been like my passion project so it's getting it to a point where it's actually solidified business which it appears to be which it is which it won't take hard work to do but I've just always been on the road and like jumping from yeah. one thing to the next so it's now I really have to do that which is awesome which also will allow the business to grow more and allow me to get help so I definitely want the business to continue because i think the brand is awesome and what it is is awesome and if not it would have just been a waste of time and because i always yeah had like three jobs to support it like it's like it's it's taken everything from me in general because i've like wanted to create it it's not so i don't want to give it up but i don't want to be too a guiding for like the next three to five years of which i have been um obviously i love it but to be to a guiding 10 tours a year of which I'm now like closer to 30 than not. And when I started, I was 19. I know that there are people who can do it better than me. Like when I was younger, it was the biggest party in the world. And I was like, yeah, let's go and da da da. Whereas now me and myself, I'm a lot like, obviously what I like doing is a bit more chill or I like, I don't know, traveling for adventure or different things. Whereas when I was younger, it was just drinking and partying. So I know as being part of the business, there are people who are younger and more hungry for that party side who can do it better for me. So I definitely want the business to go ahead and it definitely will. I think it can last 20 plus many hundreds of years, but I would like to take a step back and work on myself for myself and kind of do my other passion projects. Like I like helping people who are starting off businesses how to do that as well because I have knowledge now over eight years of what works and what like doesn't and just like, I guess like coaching younger people who are like it's all impossible into like understanding what it took and the time and patience so I'm more passionate about that so yeah this time next yeah. year I definitely see the business going ahead but I would like to I guess separate myself a bit because it's been a yeah like people will be like oh that's good fucked up and stuff and come to me thinking that me anita is awake to us 100 percent, and that is me on a tuesday that's a night challenging, like, <laughs> that's a challenging part that's a challenging Definitely. part the branding you have to like manage it that way and that'll be a challenge but yeah i'm the same like yeah. i've i've changed careers i've lost count in the last 10 years <laughs> yeah um i'm still trying to find it like i went to uni got a degree in teaching got my photography down packed and now it's like what am I really obsessed with, you know, but I, I, I feel like I'm leaning towards that page as well, like helping other people and then teaching them primarily to be patient because, you know, no one started yeah. off as the best. Um, and, and, you know, and that's, and that's going to be a thing because kids are growing up and they they want to chase their passions and they're getting told no, because it's not sustainable. I'm like, well, 
I, yeah. I always thought, I always thought, how come there are no tours around the world where you can go? Because I remember I did, I was doing tours in Perth last year, like just like taking photos. The there was yeah. photography walks and stuff. And, and I was like, what about the world? That'd be sick. And then what about if you go to like festivals and do portraits, like all those chicks that go to Coachella and dress up. Uh-huh. And, um, and then they, they like, like a decent, decent fo- photo, like a decent portrait of them in the festival, like styled one. So I thought, yeah. why not like a, why not like a tour where you have a photographer there um, who knows how to, you know, tour them as well. Yeah, but probably. I'm like, I can't do all that. I can't do all that. And then you came <laughs> around. You I was just like, wow, that's a, potentially in a few years that could be a thing but like i yeah it's 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 just that belief and it's cool that you're stuck to it for for that long um and obviously it's a shame now to um that it kind of hits you in the face and says you're gonna have to uh, (laughs) re-evaluate but this is this the point of the point of me documenting this and making this kind of whatever it is i'm making um yeah it's it's to show people that there are people out there who have worked hard and it's affecting them and then how they're going to come out of it so it's really important to document that because this is probably the biggest adversity you'll ever face in your business definitely yeah getting getting started getting started is nothing compared to having it and then getting having to say hey reset bang <laughs> yeah and affecting real what people now? in real time you no know? exactly so i'm gonna it's gonna be interesting to talk to you again about this in about let's say a year's time maybe yeah. sooner um and then talk about how you've recovered because it'll be a good little piece of history for yourself as well to go back yeah. and be like i i defeated this and my business is flourishing further because i didn't sit around and just look at the ceiling and wondering when it was going to collapse because my um, neighbours are renovating some crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, that's, that's a very yeah, good point. Like there, There's no other option, right? There's no other option. There is Everyone is just yeah. ghosting now. Like, why are you giving up? Like it's, and everyone's it's in it together. It's motivational for like, me though. It's motivational for me. Like for you, it's a bit different because you don't really have that much competition, if any. But like for me, it's like there's a lot of other wedding photographers out there who I haven't even like seen or heard from in the last two months. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, so that pushes me forward. But for yourself, it's like, yeah, that admin thing and getting all your paperwork sorted. Like <laughs> I relate to that so hard, the Excel spreadsheets and even paper documents. <laughs> Slow yeah. tax man, help, help me, you know. But yeah, so what's on the cards for you for the rest of the month? I am content. uh, There's a lot of virtual festivals happening. So we're involving people in those. So like some of the big festivals in America, they're doing all online. They've got artists in their bedrooms every weekend, basically. Are they free or is it a ticket as well? Yeah, no, they're free. You can donate. Last weekend they did a massive one and all the donations went to artists and that who have lost all their shows. Um, but yeah, it's actually awesome and everyone gets in the chats and it's cool. So I'm doing like a wake to zoom parties for that just to keep people connected. Cause a lot of people are just saying that they're sad or depressed or being like, I'm so bored. I'm like, you're all bored though. So just everyone come together, like just to have some form of community. It's, it's cool. Um, and then myself personally inspired by you actually, I'm starting my podcast of hey. just talking. Yeah. 
so telling tour stories and stuff that's happened in the past because there's a lot of funny stories to tell as well as just business tips so doing that and yeah just getting stories from the people for awake tours who have like been on tours before and kind of doing like person spotlights and telling their funny That's stories gonna the and... i'm gonna subscribe to that that sounds amazing i love <laughs> stories i love traveling stories they're my favorite like, <laughs> just just the pure randomness of it but yeah that's, yeah that's the best kind of result out of that and hopefully well you, you're allowed to have um, a guest over your house like one one person right now so yeah i've got another microphone so hopefully yeah yeah that's it i'll um well thanks for coming in i'll um i'll something just fell down um <laughs> what was that um thanks for um thanks for talking i'm going to end thanks the show here you. and then yeah. um i look forward to doing another interview with you soon yeah on the comeback thank you very much if you had um before you actually go what's one yeah. piece of advice you would give anyone about anything oh my god on the spot um it is i guess one patience and persistence nothing is going to come in a couple of weeks we're talking years like everything takes time it does but years three plus years you're not going to see results like keep going stop being so impatient uh but the main one i guess is don't take advice from anyone unless you want to be in their position you don't have to be rude about it but say like when i started my business i had a lot of people for up until five years in who would tell me it's so dumb i'm wasting my money what am i doing you're not seeing anything from it but when you're creating something it doesn't exist so it's inside you so no one else can actually see it or knows what you have to do you can just feel it and it just feels like what you should do so people being like that's so stupid that's so dumb they can't tell you how to do it because they haven't done it it's not their dream it's not their goal similar to me trying to tell someone how to fix a car when i've never fixed a car just because i kind of think i know some things take advice only from people if they're in the position that you want to be and they have proven that they have done it if not you can take the opinions of people and take things from it don't be rude about it but just don't take anyone's advice you're going to be an absolute asset to the younger younger generation especially <laughs> especially the girls especially the girls there are so many lost girls out there that need someone like you to talk to say that sort of stuff that's awesome oh thanks man all right, no, all right Anita. <laughs> thank you so Alrighty. much